another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we drink a new bottle of wine. Yes, we do, Natalie. And this week we are talking... Failure. 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 What is failure? We're going to be sharing some of our own personal, quote, failure stories and Mm -hmm. how to gain a new perspective on failure. And this was actually a request Request. or or a suggestion by Miss Sophie. Miss Sophie, who we actually (sighs) did. It sounds like she's dead. (laughs) We actually did lose. She went back to school. She went back to school. Um, So, yeah. But we will say, Sophie, you did an amazing job and your internship here. We will miss you. And this episode, this one's for you. This one's for you. (laughs) But first, we have some housekeeping, Nat. What is it? Yes. Well, you know, we've got this new segment, Random Advice. Mm -hmm. So feel free to go ahead and DM us at Am I Doing This Right Pod on Instagram or email us, amidoingthisrightpod at gmail.com. If you need any advice on anything, it will be anonymous. Yeah. And we will answer it on the pod. Yeah. So if you have like a situation, a mm-hmm. breakup, a career question, a Give life question, anything. family, relationships, anything, you just want to like have a little bestie, mm-hmm. give you some advice, we are mm-hmm. here for you guys. We are here. Yes. And- or you know what? Even if they need advice on pets, because we lost Sophie, but we gained. Oh, we gained. Archie. Archie. We have a new team member. We do have a new team member. Um, Archibald. What's well, not actually his name. He's just Archie. He's just Archie. But if you guys have been following our podcast, you know that I have been preparing for my puppy. Mm-hmm. He is here. He's a mini golden doodle. So cute. He's very, very cute. Have I cried every day he's been here? Yes. yes. Because am I not getting a lot of sleep? Yes. Is- it's like being a new mom. Yes, it is. It's really it like alters your life, and you're like, "What the fuck just happened?" Well, yeah, because I was like in my little routine and like living my life, and mm-hmm. now he comes in, and I'm like, "What?" Like the whole my whole world upside down. It was upside down, but Nat saw firsthand. I've done a great job training him. She is doing amazing. Thank She's you. She's doing amazing, and I'm not kidding. This dog is. He got here what three days ago? Three days ago. <laughs> this dog can sit. <laughs> he sleeps in his. Great without screw. Well, he screams a little bit. He screams a lot of it because well, I cried this morning because he was screaming <laughs> so much. I was like, oh my God. I know. It's so hard, but he's already like really running circles around Zeppelin. Uh, I don't know. No, he really is. Let I should record you. one of his freakouts and then you can tell me. Okay. That. We'll because do a compare. He contrast. legit scaled his playpen and got out and rolled out. <laughs> he was like, all bets are off. All bets are off either, with Mr. Archie. Either I'm getting out or I'm piecing out. Yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ. To another dimension. Mm-hmm. To the other side. <laughs> Crossing the rainbow bridge, as they say. Oh, but that, what are we <laughs> drinking? We are drinking the 2019 Fearless Blanc. It's just called the Blanc. Ooh, very Taylor Swift. I know you don't know that reference, but Fearless is I do reference. know. I know that. I know the reference. Oh, okay. I caught the ref. <laughs> I caught the ref. So I think it's just like a, a white wine. A white wine. So I'm just going to give it a little pour here. Okay. Ooh. Decadent. New Ooh, word. That's a new word. Mm. 
Whoa. Do you want me to read the back of it? Oh, is there something that it says? Yes. It says, inspired by my harvests in France and crafted in Napa Valley, this wine features mouthwatering acidity and minerality, challenging the status quo. Fate favors the fearless. Oh my wow. God. Wowie Well, I should tell you that my French class, we're getting back together. The gang's getting back together. Oh, you, oh your eyes just lit up. I know, but I can't say why. Oh, because of the wine. But we yes. don't know. We okay. don't know. We'll wait until the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyways, I was just sent letting you know that my French class, the gang's getting back You're together. You're doing French too? We're getting back together. <gasps> I'm me so and the happy. gals. I'm so happy for the, the four of you. It's the four of us. The four of you. It's Including me. Including the instructor. Yeah. <laughs> me, two girls in Boston, and our instructor in Boston, and then me in LA. I love that. I love that for you. Yeah. I, I don't love-, love that you fill your plate up so – it's like a Thanksgiving <laughs> meal. I have so much on my plate right now. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> no, we're going to go back end of September when I'm done filming. Okay. okay. I told them I cannot start the class until I'm no. done filming. And because you have a newborn baby. True. Yeah, there's true, that part. True, 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 true. All things true because I do not want to <sighs> fail. Right, Matt? I want to fail. Right. So let's move into our topic. Can we talk about why we chose this topic? Yes. The topic du jour. So failure is an inevitable part of life. We all have to face it. We all have to move through it. And especially as 20-somethings, you know, we're moving out of school into professional life and different career paths. We tend to fail more often than not. Mm -hmm. And we just thought when Sophie requested it, we were like, this is actually a great thing to kind of dive into because it's something we all as a human experience have. Yeah. But nobody's really told us how well, to navigate it. there's a lot of shame. It. There's a lot of shame. So much shame. Around failure and yeah, yeah I think we're going we're gonna to crack it open. Crack it right open. So do you know what the definition of failure is. I know we love a definition. I know. Well, this is the literal definition of Uh failure. So according to Webster Dictionary, failure can be defined as a lack of success, right? That makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then also according to the Cambridge Dictionary, very similarly, failure can be defined as the fact that someone or something is not succeeding. So again, it's just like that lack of success, trying something, it not working out. And and maybe you guys have experienced failure through a failed serious relationship, a failed friendship, a failed career choice, maybe even a failed healthy bank account, a failed attempt at greatness, or a failed understanding of what's to come. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that could happen. Yes. This is an uplifting episode. It is. But first, we got to get into the nitty-gritty and the negative side effects. We'll start with the negative, and we'll end on the positive. Yeah, guys. So <laughs> the negative side effects of failure. failure. So unless you learn to respond to failures in psychologically adaptive ways, they can paralyze you, mm-hmm. demotivate you, and limit your likelihood of success going forward. So these are the top six negative side effects. One, they make your goals seem less attainable. Yeah. They distort your perception of your abilities. That part. That part. That part. That part. I am, yes. Later Period. on, I can, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. That part. They make you believe you're helpless. They create a fear of failure. They lead to unconscious self-sabotaging, and it increases performance anxiety. Yeah, and it's actually just so interesting to get into like the psychology of what happens during failure. So like, for example, when animals, like even be them like tadpoles or humans, when they win at something, their brains or our brains release testosterone and dopamine. 
And with time and repetition, this signal morphs the brain's structure and chemical configuration to make successful animals smarter, better trained, more confident, and more likely to succeed in the future. And this is called the winner effect. Oh, okay. So this is actually a lot of things I'm doing with Archie, right? Like Uh when he does something well, I give him a reward and it lights up and he's like, oh, I keep doing this. Positive reinforcement. He's like, I'm a winner. He's like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) But the same thing happens in the opposite direction. Yeah. And the not yet named, like officially called the loser effect. So in one study, monkeys who made a mistake in a trial, even after mastering the task on par with other monkeys, Mm -hmm. later performed worse than monkeys who made no mistakes. So in other words, they were thrown off by the mistakes instead of learning from them. And some research similarly suggests that failure can impede concentration, thereby sabotaging future performance. And also, for example, students arbitrarily told that they failed compared to their peers, later displayed worse reading comprehension. So it's just like the perception of failing can actually make you not be able to do the task, even if you've done it before. Because you've convinced yourself, you're like, well, I can't do it. I can't do it. Wow. I know. It's not crazy. And like, we've failed. We We are human beings. We've all failed. And I think it's important that we talk about some of our own failures. Yes. And I... We'll go first. So we're just going to talk about the negatives, and then we'll we'll circle back on these. And because we we've have overcame them, we have overcome them. But this this is the general gist. Yes. So my personal like biggest failure in my eyes was all my friends were going to like big schools, right. and like everybody was going to like Berkeley, USC, all these private school or whatever. And me and my art brain, we were over here like, what? Like, no, this is not for me. And then the ones that I did get into, my mom was like, yo, you're going to have student loans forever. Yeah, which is a whole other Forever. Thing. And so I did go to Cal State Fullerton. No shade on Cal State Fullerton. No, there's but, no shade on Cal State you know, Fullerton. We'll keep it real here. You know, I'm glad I, I did because I – don't have the student loan aspect, but I did feel like I was dumb when yeah. people were mm-hmm. judging me like, oh, we all got into these. I'm like, you're over there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I will say from my perspective, I literally never once thought that, but but I can see how you would feel that way. Yes. Especially because I grew up in such a time. My, my graduating uh, class was 118. Yeah. So it was like, I was the only one that felt like, oh my God, I'm such a failure. Yeah. Well, I didn't think of you that way, but I can understand like not having a clear sense of reality Mm -hmm. when it comes to failure. And I'll share my failure story since you were very vulnerable. Mm. And I honestly, I don't think Natalie realized how much this affected me when I I, didn't, when I told her, oh, I want to tell the story. You were like, what? And I was like, oh, it like completely ruined my sense of my perception. And it was a public thing. So I think that was part of it. Mm -hmm. And like it literally even talking about it, I'm like, like, I, I'm not fully over it yet, but I was presenting at the BET Awards. Natalie was there. I was there. I remember <laughs> you I were there. I usually am. <laughs> I know, but you know, sometimes I would tell yeah. the story as if I didn't know you were there right. and you're like, I was I there. I was there the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I was there for this. And I was announcing that Snoop Dogg was the next act to come out. Mm-hmm. So I went on stage and I had, by the way, I had to ask to do this. I was like, I really want to go on stage. I really want to talk. Like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And so they pulled a bunch of strings for me to be able to do this. So I get up there, and I'm looking at the teleprompter, and I – mind you, I read off a teleprompter for my job at Beach Shazam. Right. I do it all the time. Right. 
like easy. Yeah. I get out there and I'm like, blah, 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 blah. Everything's going great. And then I'm like, and here comes Snoop Bog. <laughs> she said Snoop Bog instead, instead of, of dog. dog. So I said a B instead of a D. And the minute I did that, I was like, holy fuck. You thought your life was over. I thought my life was over. I thought I'd never get asked to do anything ever again. I thought everyone's laughing at me. Everybody heard. Everybody, like, what the fuck, Corinne? And it was like, like millions of people are watching this. Right. And so I'm like, oh my God, I can't even look at Twitter because people are going to be blowing the fuck up. Oh yeah, up. I remember this. Yes. And there was a singular <laughs> tweet. There was one person who caught it on Twitter. And you yeah. know Twitter, people really like- They go in on Twitter, but they really didn't- There was that the one t- person who one was person. like, did she just say bog? Yeah. And then that was it. That was it. And also, I was sitting in the audience- I didn't even hear it happen. And then afterwards, you were like having your moment of like, oh my God, like my life's over. And me and your dad were like, um, what are you even talking about? Like, we what? And you're like, I said Snoop Bog. And we're like, you did? Like, it was such a non-event. But I in will your say brain- it distorted my reality of yes. my ability. Like, I was like, oh, now I can, which I've done a hundred times before I filmed three seasons of Beach Shazam reading a teleprompter. And I was like, now I can't read off a teleprompter. The loser effect. The loser effect. I was like, oh, now I can't do it. And now oh. ever since then, I get a little bit more anxious before doing something like that. I'm like, I can't fuck it up and say some weird fucked up version of this word. The, just one letter. It was all really one letter. One letter. Isn't I'm, that insane? It's insane. I mean, failure really has a big impact it on really us. It really does. So actually, I heard a quote that I, I think helps shift the perspective on failure. Mm-hmm. And it says, perseverance and acceptance of failure is the key to success. And that's so true because in the end, you can have all the wins in the world. But if you don't persevere towards your goals and accept the fumbles along the way, you're never going to get there. Yeah. You can't get to a destination if you're not even in the car. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's true. So I like that that's, little quotey quote. That's, that's very, very true. I like that too. There's also, I just think it would be fun to talk about some famous failures. Yes. So we're not the only ones. We're not, we're not the only ones. For example, Walt Disney, he was fired from a Missouri newspaper for not being creative enough. Oh boy, were they were wrong? They wrong. <laughs> uh, Vincent Van Gogh, he sold one painting in his entire life. So he thought he was a failure. Oh, that makes me sad. Everybody at the time thought he was a failure as an artist. And he obviously has gone on to be known as a key figure of post-impressionism and ultimately is one of the greatest artists of all time. That's crazy. That makes me sad for him. Makes me sad I for know. him. He, he led a sad life. Oh, gosh. <sighs> Cutting his ear off and all that jazz. <laughs> and then Steven Spielberg, get this, he was rejected from USC School of Theater, Film, and Television three times. Jesus Christ. Three times. Hey, you know what? You know who got in? Joe. So good for Joe. Joe might be uh, bigger season. than Spielberg. Yeah, Spielberg went to uh, Cal State Long Beach. Hey, look at that! Look at that! Look at, Cal us, look at us! Look at us, Cal Staters <laughs> over here, thriving. Um, another one that's really cool is Beyonce. She was on Star Search. Remember that show? Yeah, it's and like she- a competition. It was like for those of you who don't know, it was sort of like um, an American Idol esque. It was more like America's, America's Got, Got Talent. Talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was on Star Search and she lost. Beyonce. 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 And lastly, Oprah was once told that she was unfit for TV. 
Tell that to her billion-dollar empire. In her own network. In her own yes. network. <laughs> the own network. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. So, you know, ever again, everyone experiences these moments of failure. Mm-hmm. And actually, there are benefits to failure. So Ooh. we're going to shift into some of these benefits. So according to Forbes, there are five major benefits of failure that ultimately will make you a success. Clarity is one of them. Okay. Because crisis always creates clarity. And failures force us to really zero in on what's important. Okay. The next thing is champions. So when you're at your lowest points, your real friends shine through. And the people that aren't truly there for you, they'll just kind of weed themselves out. Aww. And that is a success because you're like creating your little team. Yeah. With the people that get out the door. Mm-hmm. Also creativity. Failure creates constraints. So you have to level up your creativity to generate fresh possibilities and attract new resources to implement your new vision. Okay. Next is grit. So getting back up after a failure is true resilience. Yes, I agree. If you learn, adjust, and actually return better than before – then you've got grit. And people with grit always find a way to reach their goals. I love that. I think for me, that was like one of my big benefits. Mm -hmm. And then lastly is freedom because failure strips you of your own notion of invincibility. So accepting your failure, it takes an act of humility, honestly. Mm -hmm. And if you own your failure, you're liberated. You don't have the pressure to be seen as perfect. And that is incredibly freeing. Yes. The perfectionism for me was so yeah. like I didn't give myself any room to fail. Of like I have got to get everything right, right in life. And then one letter goes south, and, and I'm like, I my whole career was derailed. <laughs> yes, which seems crazy. And but we have learned how to cope with our failures. Yes, we have. And I think we shared our failure stories, but we should Mm -hmm. also share how we have overcome them. And one thing for me that I actually learned from my therapist, because I did talk to my therapist about this because it did really shake me, was this notion of the path to success not being linear. My therapist always like shows me the chart path of success and it's like, it's an upward trajectory, but it's up, down, up, down, Mm -hmm. up, down, as you kind of get higher and higher. loops Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of this idea of falling forward or failing forward, Mm -hmm. which is actually based on a book by Richard Rohr. And he says, if you can find grace or freedom through that falling, Mm -hmm. then you find that it moves you forward, upward, broader, deeper, better to growth. That's just the opposite of the first thing you think when you fail, fall, or lose. So I think you... For me, I used that as one to realize I had a complete, complete belief in perfectionism that I couldn't mess up. Yeah. I liberated myself from that. And then also I used that to show up better, be better prepared for things that I'm doing live. Mm -hmm. And also just as my journey as an actor, right? Mm -hmm. All I do is get rejected literally all day, every day. (laughs) Right. Right. And it's like, if you're a perfectionist. Yeah. And so I had to really learn how to put a spin on that. And I think- one, thinking of success as not being linear and knowing that I'm always going up as long as I'm pursuing my dreams. Even mm-hmm. if I am low, I can look back at my lows and they're less low than my last low. Mm-hmm. And my highs are always getting higher. So 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's that quote. Perseverance is and acceptance of failure is the key to success. It's yeah. that perseverance where you just keep going. You got to keep going. It's not linear, but if you keep going, you will get there. Yes, definitely. I love that. And that so how have you overcome your that story you just shared with yes. us? Yes. So for me, you know, I am a Sagittarius and I am a forever optimist. Yes, you are. And I find the best in every situation. And so I remember when it was all happening and I thought one day this will make sense. Like one day there will be a reason why I ended up here and like feel bad now, but I won't later. Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of kept telling myself that. That shifted my perspective. And then by the time I was a senior, I had fallen into jewelry design, which Cal State Fullerton was the only school that had it. Yes. Like of all the schools in California. And I like ended up there and then I had my, I didn't even know what I wanted to do until I took that class. And then it was like, oh, this was it. And then I came out of it with no student loan so I could start my business. Bada bing, bada bing, bada boom, bada boom. Yeah. So I so you know, having that, just kind of knowing like, I know one day this will all work out, and just kept going and going and going. And here we are. That optimism. No regrets. No regrets. So let's talk about some of our other tools for overcoming failure. And like I just said, talking to a mental health professional is something that you can do if the failure is particularly distressing. Like I did, I had to reach out to my therapist. I was like, hey, this is, this is throwing, throwing me. So especially if it's, you know, a loss of a relationship or a job, you might need more assistance getting a new perspective on that situation. Mm -hmm. Another thing you can do is confide in a safe person. Failure can cause a lot of shame. I felt a lot of shame with my failure and it gives your failure less power over you when you can open up to someone about what you're experiencing. And also you're more likely to get reassurance that the failure isn't that big of a deal. Like when I talked to you, you were like, what? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then I also remember, this was a quote that I remember, and I actually think about it sometimes that your dad said, he was like, he was like, the people that are tweeting, because that one tweet, you were like, it's already happening, the tweet. Yeah. And he was like, the people that are tweeting aren't even on the bench. Like, they're not even in the stadium. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, you were on the court. Yeah. So it's like to kind of reframe it and be like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And sometimes you need somebody else to do that for you because I'm like, holy shit, exactly. the whole world is tweeting yes. and there's literally one dude at home. One dude. <laughs> and and the ones that, the people that matter that you love are all like, we truly don't care. <laughs> and that comes to our next tool for overcoming failure, which is to not dwell on it. We're told to learn from our failures, so we fixate on them. But multiple studies show that worry, anxiety, focusing on failure are actually our primary sources of impaired performance. Mm. So internalizing failure makes us less effective problem solvers. So, you know, go to your therapist, talk about it, and then let it go. And let it go. Let it go. Way easier said than done, yeah. obviously, because these both of our failures are like eight <laughs> years old and we're still <laughs> We're still talking about, about it. But another tool to overcome is to reframe and reimagine your failure. So research suggests that you can quote unquote edit out previous failures by visualizing them getting smaller and dimmer or infusing your memories of them with funny or improbable details. Oh, I've done that. I did that in therapy. I pictured everybody in the crowd naked and I was like, yes. okay, like I've done that. It's like um it's like you're re-scripting your your life, basically. Yeah. Another thing is just don't threaten yourself because after experiencing failure, we never want to fail again. 
So particularly at the thing we failed at the first time. And as a result, we sometimes set the subconscious goals like do this right or you'll end up like next time or I'm sorry, or like last time. And this is what psychologists call avoidance or prevention motivation. But research shows that avoidance motivation tends to induce anxiety from fear of the potential negative outcome, which consequently impairs your performance. Yeah. It's all a mind game. It's like, it's so, it's literally all a mind game. Yes. Which is, which is to show you that. perception Another one is set positive goals and celebrate small progress. So more effective than avoidance is its opposite. So approach or promotion motivation. And when you're determined to do something, remember that we're more motivated by positive, specific goals than by vague, threatening ones. So for example, if you were like, I want to write a best-selling book that gives millennials a new sense of urgency and personal power in their careers, that would be one way to take it and not... I want to make a name for myself so I won't die unacknowledged. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's not, it's like when you are looking for your goals, don't put that failure spin on it. You Mm -hmm. know, use the positive, motivating, uplifting version of your goal. Yes. And ask yourself what you can learn. Yeah. What can you learn from this quote unquote failure? Like you were saying, you're like, I know it's going to get better and I know there's a reason why. And then it worked out for you. In terms of that positive reinforcement we're talking about, even now when I find myself in situations where I'm like really trying something, but it's failing and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm always like, I know because I've experienced it, I know it will work out somehow in the end, you know? I love that you think that way. So just got to keep going. So lastly, Nat, I feel like we've talked about all of this and I don't know, like, do you think, is there really failure? <sighs> I think it's almost like failure is only a thing in terms of like a definition because failure is 100% your perspective of the quote unquote failure. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm like, does it really even exist? Right. Or does it just exist in your mind? It just exists in your mind. But then I guess there is the added pressure of like, oh, what will my parents think? Or what will my friends think of this quote unquote failure? But like that doesn't exist. It doesn't. Yeah. It's all all in your head. It's on your head. And I think that goes doesn't take away from the stress of it. No, and of course. And like we can totally validate. We, I mean, we have been very candid that it is very upsetting. But I do think that it is like a mindset problem. And that actually goes hand in hand with what the Harvard Business Review said in this article I found called Why You Need to Fail. So according to Harvard, if you believe that your talents are inborn or fixed, then you will try to avoid failure at all costs because failure is your proof of limitation. So people with a fixed mindset like to solve the same problems over and over again because it reinforces their sense of competence. Ah. But if you believe that your talents grow with persistence and effort, then you seek failure as an opportunity to improve. And that is called a growth mindset. So people with a growth mindset feel smart when they're learning, not when they're flawless. Oh my God, brain blast. But that's so true. Isn't that so true? So if you have a growth mindset, then you use your failures to improve. And if you have a fixed mindset, you may never fail, but you will never grow or learn either. And so here's the good news is that you listeners, we can change our success by changing our mindsets. Yeah, exactly. One on Karate Chapa. Karate Chapa. Like, oh my God. I know. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't it's really all about ex- mindset. Life is literally all about mindset. Because you can see failure as success. Like, for me, that was my first time 
going on stage and presenting an award, presenting a performance or whatever. Uh And it's like, I did it. Yes, you did. I didn't die. Again, how many people can say that? How many people are on the court? And I can- Not many. I could take that that. instance and be like, I never want to do that again. Or I'd be like, oh, I'm going to do it again. And I have, guys. Yes. I have. I've been on stage. I've been live on stage. Uh And I presented things live. And it's been- You did a huge show that was live. Yeah. Oh, I did. (laughs) Yeah. Remember that? that? I did The live TV special on ABC. (laughs) I did. And I was fine. It was amazing. And so there's to say that- you can change your success by changing your mindset. I love a growth mindset. Ugh. And also just think about all the people like that you admire. And it's like everybody at some point like kind of just jumped off the cliff like, oh, we're going to try this. And yeah. most of the time you do fail. Yeah. And then you just get back up and you're like, okay, different route, but same destination. We love we're both, we're growth We're very mind- growth mindset. Yeah, we're very, yeah, yeah, like yeah. very little things can, can slow us down. It's true. (laughs) Okay. Well, we hope you guys feel less shame for whatever failure you've experienced in your life, have learned how to cope with failure, and are ready to shift into that growth mindset, baby. If you're an Am I listener, I guarantee you have a growth mindset. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that for you. (laughs) Love that for you. (laughs) Wow. What a fun episode. I know. Okay. So let's circle back on the wine that we're drinking, which is the Fearless Blanc. The Fearless Blanc. Oh, my God. Did you... Did you choose Fearless for this? No. Wow. Wow. What a coincidence. There are no coincidences, though. Oh, God. Don't get us started. Don't, Don't get us started. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so should we introduce our Hottie of the Week? Yes. Yeah. Our Hottie of the Week is a kind of famous quote-unquote failure, mm-hmm. which is insane because- Or someone who has experienced failure. Yes. And turned it into something much better- and that is Robert Downey Jr. Yes, RDJ. RDJ. He was, you know, a very successful teen star mm-hmm. and had a big fall from grace. And from his failures, he he quite literally came back as Iron Man. I mean, I love it. We love He's that. Gotta be the hottie. He is so the hottie he of the is week. The hottie of the week. So let's rate this sucker. This fearless to, to RDJ. Very refreshing, in my opinion. Hmm. Okay, what is your, what is your? I, so when my eyes lit up, it's because I really like it. Okay. I really like it. Okay, what are you going to rate it? I'm going to give it an eight and a half. I'm going to give it. Are you on the opposite end of the spectrum? No. Okay. I just can't make a decision yet. Okay. It's super um light mm. and like. Crisp. It's very crisp, very light. It's a little tart for me. Okay. I was going to say kind of apple, like a green apple vibe. Yeah, very green apple vibes. Mm. I'm for me going to give it a seven. Okay. So eight and a half to seven, 7.75. 7. 7.75. Right? I don't, I don't know. know. You know I can't do math. Fuck it. Oh, you know what? You know what? Not to toot my own horn here, but in high school, I really struggled like in math and things like that. And then I got to college. I graduated summa cum laude, you a, guys, a, 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 because a. I was in my element. I'm like, hold on. I'm not an idiot. I just, my brain does not do certain things. A, yep. Love you that for you. You know what? And then I, you know, I'm going to reframe it now. If I was in high school and everybody had to do a hyper-realistic portrait of somebody, I, I can, would pass. I can tell you right now, I could absolutely never do that. And everybody else would fail. They would. So, hey, <laughs> that's my reframe. <laughs> 
part of the episode, we do a little wrap-up segment. And like we said, we are now doing random advice. Yes. So we have a few people that have written in and want our advice on some things. Uh-huh. And we're going to give you guys the best advice that we can. Now, do you want to read the first one? The first one is... What do you do if you have a crush on your coworker? Ooh. Spicy. I think this is common. I mean. No, it is. So common. Everybody meets their husbands and stuff at work, I feel. And also, like, we, I think we said in a previous episode that, like, you get really close with the people you work with because you spend so much time with yeah, them. Like with you, them. They're like um, built-in friends or, I mean, enemies people you don't like. But yeah. that's a tricky one. I know because it's like when you work with them, it's like how do we toe this line of like being professional mm-hmm. or like do you like me too? You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially, I mean, I don't know the situation if it's somebody like a higher up, a lower up. Right. Uh, or lower, I don't know what that means. Lower uh, down. A lower down. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Um, I don't know. I think, I think you should go for it. I also think like consider what the job is. So like Right. If this is like this is somebody at your law firm that you just got into or something that it's more of a risk. Whereas like if this is like you're working at Starbucks for the summer, yeah, I think go it's like is it, a, it. is it career is it a career place right. or is it you know like a job that you're not going to have forever and you're mm-hmm. not going to have to see them for the next five years every day every single day. I think if it is like a casual job that you're either in school and you're doing this yeah. job on the side. Go for it. Go for it. If it's it. a career thing, I do think it takes a little bit more navigating. And also, like, do you want to see your significant other every day at work? Right. And then there's, like, HR and stuff. Like, there's a lot built into it. Yeah. And so- also, I think, be okay. And this is back on the quote-unquote failures front, is ask yourself, if this person doesn't like me back and I shoot my shot, am I going to come to work every day like, fuck? Like, oh my God. Or can you be like, oh, oh well, like, don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. you've got to establish that they're into you too. Like through yeah. some like. Yeah. 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 Without, without sexual harassment in the, in the workplace, yes. but just putting the feelers out. Yeah. <laughs> just, you, you know, catching the vibe. Catching Catch the, the vibe. vibe and then ride that wave if you mm. want to. Okay. So another question we have that says, I work 30 hours and I'm getting my MBA. Superwoman. I'm stressed with school and I want to drop out. Can't do it. Yes, you can, Miss Girl. <sighs> yes, you can. And but- it's it's tough. And I think both of us have dealt with you literally said it earlier, like putting too much on our plates. Wait, yeah. And it we sounds like you have a lot on your plate right now. And something that I did, which isn't accessible to everyone, but I've learned a lot of lessons through, is mm-hmm. getting a life coach and having someone sit with me every week and just go through all of my to-dos, all of my tasks and prioritizing them. And I think the thing that you're missing here is prioritizing yourself. Yeah. So you're working a job. Reaching to the choir. Yeah. You're doing <laughs> a job 30 hours a week. You're getting your MBA. And I think you just need to schedule in time for yourself. Yeah. Make it as important as studying, as homework, as like use your weekends. I know you're probably doing your homework, but you have have got to schedule in time for yourself. Yeah. Because you will burn out is the thing. I mean, it sounds like you're already burnt out. So like now you need to reevaluate how am I going to take care of myself Mm -hmm. and how am I going to schedule this in and prioritize it? Yes. My other tip would be, again, it kind of depends on your situation, but like anything that you can delegate, 
Mm-hmm. Like a few months ago, I was like, I cannot put any more things on my plate. Physically, I can't. Mm-hmm. And I hired on my Maeve. Shout out to Maeve. Hey, Maeve. She's my little virtual assistant. She helps me with like emails and like, you know, stuff like that. And that has helped me so much yes. to just kind of regain a little bit of like sanity. So if you can delegate anything. Right. Like some of the MBA stuff, like can you do some of your projects and you give it to another classmate yes. at or, work? Can you ask somebody to help you out and take on this project? Or even down to like, if you, if you grocery shop for an hour a week, and just do Instacart and take that hour and lay on the couch and watch TV watch show, the, yeah. take a bubble bath. Yeah. That, I was just telling Nan I was really stressed out and she was like, okay, Karen, you need to do Instacart. You're not going to the grocery store right now. Uh-huh. And you, what else did you say to do? I was like, you, cause we, we like to clean her and I. Oh, you said get my housekeeper I, to come I was more like, often. You need a housekeeper to come. Like you cannot be in here doing any more things. Yeah. And I, I do have it on my to-do list to call my housekeeper to come good. a couple good. T- more times. Okay. And our last question we have, which I think we might have some good tips for, uh-huh. how to grow to be a strong and confident woman when you haven't experienced dad's love. Which is very, unfortunately, it's so common. It is really common. Daddy issues. And I would say that me and you really rely on positive female friendships Mm -hmm. a lot to get, you know, I go to you all the time where I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to this meeting and I feel really small. What do I do? Mm -hmm. And you'll be like, you're a bad bitch and you're this and you're this. And I'm like, yes, I am. I am that bitch. (laughs) Yeah. And so I think find where your rock is and and lean on them, lean on your people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think it's just, it is so hard when it's like your dad because it's like you want the approval Mm -hmm. and all that. But like once you can see, once you can approve yourself and be Mm -hmm. like, I mean, look at you. You've experienced something apparently with your dad that has caused some sort of rift or he just is absent or whatever. And, like, you're clearly a strong woman already. Yeah. Look at all the things you have done. Yeah. So I say keep going. And we're your besties, and we will gas you up, and we think you're amazing. Listen, I am the number one hype girl. You really are. You're so good at it. It's like my passion. (laughs) I love being a hype girl. So I will hype you up anytime. Just slide into my DMs. Okay, well, those are our questions for random advice. If you guys have a situation, a problem, something going on in your life, feel free to DM us at Am I Doing This Right Pod or email us at Am I Doing This Right Pod at Gmail. What's Quam? What's Quam? And lastly, and most importantly, if you could go ahead and rate and review the podcast. Really helps us grow. It always helps us grow. And Share we love we also friend. love your reviews. We should read them out loud. Oh my God, we should. And I love their names. What was that one person? Oh, we name? had someone who reviewed us named Fuck Uber Eats. Fuck Uber Eats. Gave us a great review. I don't know who <laughs> you are, Fuck Uber Eats, but we love Wait, you. can I read Fuck Uber Eats? Yes. Okay, so Fuck Uber Eats said <laughs> Also can Fuck you Uber tell Eats. Us? What happened with you and Uber Eats? Can you please email us? We because when we saw this, we were like, we gotta know what happened with Uber Eats. I know. It says, Corinne and Natalie give me so much hope. I only recently started getting into podcasts and this is the first one that I'm hooked on. I love the diverse range of topics they dive into. I've taken so many notes while listening to their podcasts and I feel like this has genuinely benefited my life. I'm thankful they 
take the time to research different topics, find experts, and present the information in a knowledgeable and fun way. <gasps> Fuck Uber Eats. You know what? Fuck Uber Eats. Fuck Uber Eats. <laughs> it Postmates for life. Postmates for a life. It's also titled Absolute Treasures. Oh my God. Who, who, who did are it? you? Who are you? Fuck Uber Eats. <laughs> we love you so much. Uh, okay. So if you guys rate and review us, we will read it on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> And get creative with those names. We love it. Uh, we love it. And we love you guys. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Bye. Bye.